0: And find purpose in staying free forever. Here, are your hosts Matt Klein and Braden Halfner. Hey, hey! Welcome back to the Pure Victory Podcast, Matt and Halfbro. yeah you're you're bringing that back hey half bro (laughs) Bad and halfner right halfner brother half bro too you know
1: you you think a guy escapes these these nicknames (laughs) and you know i'm it's doing great but all of a sudden you bring it back and i'm gonna hear it all the time oh
0: hey we got the same father different mothers a brother (laughs) from a different mother (laughs) that's
1: right see matt bro just doesn't have the same ring to it i guess i could call you matt bro that sounds a little weird though
0: yeah, that's like two different words. Yeah, Matt, comma, bro. Doesn't fit. Yeah, yeah, hey, do it if you want. <laughs> Glad to be with you. I'd love to hear your nicknames. I wish we could. Uh, thanks for being here, and we're gonna mm-hmm. talk about hints of sexual immorality. Let's go. Where, where are you compromising your freedom, maybe? And mm. uh, that's really what it is. There's these things that we want to hold on to, but um. But when we do that, we're compromising our freedom. So we want to yeah. get into this a little bit, bit of a practical episode, not so much hard stuff, but a little bit of hard stuff, because there's always yeah. that element to things. But we're excited to have this be a step towards freedom.
1: Yeah. And full disclaimer, uh, this isn't a set of rules that are legalistic to match up. where um, We're going to be very clear. Uh, but can we not all acknowledge that <clears throat> there are things in our life that cause harm? that pull us further and deeper into, um, uh, bad stuff, like a, a life that uh, maybe is, is destructive and there's patterns, there's specific things that can be really destructive for us that we just need to name, um, address and, and try to throw out of our lives as much as we can. And, um, again, it's not a legalistic thing. This is, uh, what is harming us and what is beneficial to us. And I think that's really key. And I know that when I, um, was dealing with a lot of my healing uh, and moving away from a porn addiction. I remember there was things God led me in and I was just talking to Matt about this before. And I never had a sense that it was like a set of legalistic rules that I had to do to match up in God's eyes. Uh, I felt that the Holy spirit was really showing me things that were harming me. Um, (laughs) Of course. I mean, I threw my actual pornography that I had in a stash under my bed I threw that out, but then it also was other things like it was the music I was listening to. There were some songs that had memory to it, attached to it, of a, a past experience that wasn't good for me. Or um, maybe it was movies that I owned. I, I remember this. I went through all my movies. Uh, this is back in the day of DVDs, people. I know you, you realize how old I am, by I'm sharing that. But um, DVDs, I had a whole bunch. And there was a lot of movies that had scenes that were just not good for me to see. And again, it wasn't a legalistic thing or you know, self-righteous thing. It was that these things are not good for me. When I see that, it makes me want to go look at porn. It makes me want to masturbate. It makes me lust or uh, uh, fantasize about uh, the, you know, whatever and what's happening in those those um, those movies. So I had to go through it, a fine tooth comb, go through everything, and realize there are some things that are harming me that I'm compromised in, and that it would pull me back if I let it. If I just let it sit there, um, in my life, it's like a snare. It's like a snare in my life, and it will cause me to be trapped and tripped up, and and pull me back into things I'm I'm trying to to move away from.
0: Oh, it's so true. And spiritually speaking, that's what happens. If it, like if the Bible is true and it says that everything is a spiritual fight, like spiritual warfare is in every every struggle in our life, um, we got to understand the spiritual component to it. And, re- and what does Satan do with Adam and Eve? He gets some focus on that one tree out of all the trees in the garden that are good. There's one that's bad, and that's what the focus. And so that's what happens so much with our with our sexual desires, our desires for sexual sin, and we're focused on the one thing, not on on everything in our life that's good, and so we're compromising literally compromising our freedom. you're throwing out those magazines, and the crazy thing is once those magazines are out like it that's like half the battle like the temptation mm-hmm. to go there is not as strong when there's no possibility it's true, but when they're there, you know they're there, and you can think about it, and so you're compromising yeah. your freedom just in your soul and your mind by having them nearby, yeah
1: <laughs> right oh, it's true it's true i mean i've I've never been to Amsterdam but I've heard stories of what it's like can you imagine living on one of those red light districts and you're struggling you know like you're shooting yourself in the foot like move (laughs) like get away from that stuff like if you're if you're struggling with that and you're living right on that street um, you know you're gonna go there eventually I mean how long can you stand that temptation you can't like you're actually making the choice to have it right next to you living next door to you you're gonna go there same thing what's in our house what's in our life you know what are we uh compromised in that eventually you know you might have strength for one day two days three days whatever but day four you're done yeah you're gonna go to it oh yeah so, so what is that in your life
0: oh yeah for sure <laughs> i remember being in vegas i was 20 21 years old went to vegas i don't like that place i don't know maybe you're listening maybe you love that place i don't know that was the second time in my life I ever felt spiritual darkness. Like the whole time I was there, I just like felt it. Mm -hmm. And, and every everywhere you go, um, there's these cards, right? If you've never been, there's these little cards, like playing cards. But I've heard about these. you have heard heard about about these. Yeah. Yeah. There are all these pictures of girls that are available for the night. Right. And there's, and so there's there on the street, there'll be guys just standing on the street, all the tourists walking by or locals or whatever. And guys just handing out these cards to every person that walks by. So you can either pick them up. Or you just throw them down on the on the ground, but then they're they're all over the sidewalk. they littered, yeah. and so you can see them. So it's like, do you want to be there or do you not? Like, yeah. like uh, just a couple of days ago, I was in my van with uh with my four year old, and there's a commercial on the or an ad on the radio about Sin City, and I'm like, God, it's interesting. Like David's hearing this, I don't think it's really sinking in, but maybe it is. Who knows? But Sin City, mm-hmm. like you literally label a city with the word sin. Yeah. And that's the place you want to go. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because a couple of days ago, also a buddy said to me, hey, let's go on a trip next year. Just you and me for a couple of days. Do you want to mm-hmm. go to Vegas? I was like, not really. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't like that place. Yeah. I'm like, I want to golf. Like, let's go to Arizona yeah. or beach in California or something. Yeah. And, you know, maybe there's temptation at the beach. But, but it's different. You're not, like, enveloped by sin all around you and so you can we can make practical choices and so you you know like (laughs) my buddy said to me well if i go on a trip to you like or with you to vegas you're you're gonna be my good friend you're gonna influence me and i'm not gonna go to the strip clubs that's what he said to me i'm like that's true however i'm still gonna see these cards and like these girls dressed in nothing right and so i'm like i don't really want that you don't want to be around it exactly i'd rather just have and so i actually think about this like you could have a trip where you justify everything you go to Vegas you see these cards you see all this sexual thing you could have a trip where that's what you're doing but justifying it like oh no I'm not engaging in gambling every day I'm just watching shows but you're still like in that environment or you could have a trip where you're just going somewhere clean and going golfing or going to the beach or whatever you like to do it's yeah. innocent fun and what would be better like how where would you feel better in your heart mm-hmm. and in your mind like you would just feel more clean. You feel dirty when you're when there's dirty stuff all around you. Yeah. Yeah. So same thing in your house in your life. What's in your life that is that is maybe compromising your freedom and your soul? And yeah. so there's a a verse that is in scripture. It's in the NIV at least with this wording, but It says, but among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's people. If you're God's person, which he designed you, he made you, he created you, and if you're in his family, you're in his family, it's improper. Like It's not like he's saying you're bad if you have this. He's saying it's not proper for you. It's not proper to put diesel in a car that runs on gas. You're not going to run well if you have this stuff in your life. And so it's improper for God's people. Nor should there be any, uh, nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. And man, that was one for me. I used to, I used to think, you know, dirty jokes, they're funny. Mm-hmm. Like, well, they are. They are. Mm-hmm. Dirty jokes typically yep. are funny. Yep. And so I used to listen to them. No problem. I used to th- I used to say them. No problem. It's like, they're funny, but yep. they're dirty. And so once I got out of porn, I started looking at my life like, why do I, why am I okay with dirty jokes? Once yeah. I started getting closer with the Lord, this is actually a violation mm-hmm. of what you want for me and of what you want for sex. Why would I, why would I spread this in the world? Yeah. So yeah. the closer I got to the Lord, the more
1: I started re- getting purified and realizing, man, these really are improper for me. Mm. Yeah. There's another verse that speaks to this too in James one twenty one. 21. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth, all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word, which is scripture. It's planted in you, which can save you. And you know what this speaks to is like, I I just want to be clear here. Sometimes I I think that we can have uh, an ear towards this where we're hearing what, you know, Matt sharing what I'm sharing that, Oh, you guys are just weak. You're weak. Like you, you can't be around this stuff because you're weak. I'm like, well, yeah, you're right. Um, on a level you're right, but that's not the point. Like cuz wh- wh- when someone says something like that, they're like, "Well, I'm strong enough to be around this." Like, come on. Like there there was a TV show on, a ridiculous TV show, one of these reality shows. I think it was called Temptation Island. Oh, yeah, it's a bad one. Yeah, so as the premise of it, I don't want to plug this show. I don't think it's around anymore, but that couples would go to an island and they would be separated and maybe around other hot singles. And, uh, the goal was to withstand the temptation. If you have a strong enough relationship, um, to, uh, and then you'd win the prize. Ridiculous, you know, so. so, so you're putting yourself in the, 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 uh, the crosshairs of temptation. I mean, I think that the godly perspective with this isn't that we have strength in those moments, but we never go into those moments. Like, <laughs> like why would you put yourself in those situations? you're going to falter. And those relationships, it's a really good
0: analogy actually, Brad, because those relationships that there were four or five of them, maybe say five couples,
1: something like that uh, on the Island. So
0: the premise was they approached couples in the world that were on the rocks. Yeah. So these couples were like, I don't know if I want to go or want (laughs) to stay with this person. (laughs) Yeah. So let's test our relationship. So then like half the relationship would be on one Island, half would Mm -hmm. be on the other. And so like, it, it was insane. So then they'd be with, and they wouldn't know what their partner was doing, yeah, I right? Know. So then you Ridiculous. can get away with hooking up with yeah. someone else, yeah. with someone else's partner. It was insane. But so they could think, well, we're strong enough to do this, but actually their relationship was on the rocks. Mm-hmm. And so for us, we got to realize when we're on the rocks, when which is always, we're always weak. Mm-hmm. Apart from the Lord, we always are weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just improper. Like, why would you even put totally. yourself there? Yeah, Because to, to say that I'm strong enough to handle Vegas or strong enough to mm-hmm. handle something maybe I can get through it and not engage in a lot of sin or whatever, but it's
1: not, it's not like enjoyable. It's not free. It's there could be other things that are so much more healthy. Totally. And you know what? Like a great visual of this is like a guy like Samson in scripture. If you want to read it, go look in judges, but he had incredible strength, but he was very foolish. Hmm. And so he'd put himself, even though he had a ton of strength in temptation's eyes, like he put himself in temptation's crosshairs all the time. And eventually his strength waned and gave out. So the point here is that, you know what? We have a misunderstanding about strength. Strength is not putting yourself in those positions. And there's wisdom to strength. I mean, we always remove wisdom from strength. We think strength is just brute force. Like it's just willpower on its own. There's wisdom in strength. And uh, I think we miss that. So, God calls us to not be around these things and I just want to be clear too if you are a Christ follower that doesn't mean that we go live in the hills and remove ourselves from society. (laughs) We are called to be uh, in the world but not of the world. So is is this in your life? I mean we have this surrounding around us but the thing is is that when we allow things into our life on an ongoing consistent basis um, it is a compromise in our life that will pull us uh, away and I know there's times where we can't avoid certain things but when we are are uncompromised in the choices that we make, that's when we can turn from those moments in a such better way. Like I think, give me an example. You walk through the mall. We all do it. <clears throat> Christmas time, you know, like you're shopping, you're going to the mall. There's going to be a Victoria's Secret store or Lissens or whatever else, right? There's a lingerie store. Um, now, if you are uncompromised, you're going to walk by that and. You're going to avoid. it. You're not going to go in there, and but you, it's not going to be a snare for you because you're going to walk by it. Um, but if you're compromised, if at home you've allowed certain things into your life, um, you're way more prone uh, to being tempted by those things because you've already allowed something into your life. Like if you have some movies, some bad movies at home or TV shows that has you know sex scenes or pornographic stuff, and you're okay with that, um, you've already compromised in those areas, and so you're compromised out of that is you will be pulled even further. And so that same two different people, same scenario, um, that lingerie store is going to impact you in a much different way. Yeah. It's going to be more of a you know pull to you than in another situation. So that's, I guess, the point I'm trying to get to you here is that um, what in our inner life, what are we allowing? And and that's really the key. Because we can't control the externals, so to speak. I mean, there's times where it's just going to come our way. But the things we can control, what, what are we doing um, to get rid of that moral filth?
0: Yeah. Some people say the safest place you could ever be is in the center of God's will. I think it's a great line actually. So you could hear what I'm saying about Vegas and go, Matt, it sounds like you're running for the hills. sounds like you don't want to be light in Vegas. (laughs) I don't know. Is it God's will for me to be in Vegas and minister? I haven't, I haven't felt the call. So why would I be going there? Is that the Lord's will for me? Now I could live in righteousness. I could rejoice always be thankful in every circumstance. It's God's will for you. Like I could do those things there for sure. Mm -hmm. But it's not practically God's will right now for me to go there. Yeah. Um. Maybe he'll open that door. As a really practical example, there's other ministries where they go to porn conventions and they minister to porn stars. I think that's great. Is that what I feel I could do right now? Probably not. Yeah. Do I want to? No, not really. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I went there, would it lead me to watch porn? No, it would probably make me even more determined to not watch porn <laughs> right? because right. I'd see all the brokenness and feel all of the spiritual heaviness and the uh-huh. dirt and stuff. So I don't think it would necessarily lead me back, but it's not necessarily my call. Now, a lot of people would say, but how do you deal with porn? Like people ask me, how do you deal with porn all the time? How do you How do you safeguard yourself and not go to this when you talk about it every day? The thing is, I talk more about God's grace and God's healing. I talk about heart health, all of that, and like the graphic porn stuff. So I'm still yeah, hopefully at least being a light in 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 the city, not just running for the hills in this area. I'm making a difference. But in my personal life, I'm not allowing pornographic stuff. I'm not allowing like dirty movies. Yeah. I've done an inventory. I don't I don't listen to the dirty music I used to I used to do, um or I used to listen to The only stuff right now that is sexual in my life is um, there would be two things that I've noticed of late when I've gone through this inventory and we'll, we'll go through a little bit. We'll make a a list here, but um, for you, but for me, it's been like social media things that come up like reels or, or uh, are they called shorts or whatever, like different things that come up on social media where there's sexual content. You're just like scrolling and then one comes up. It's like, Oh yeah. And it's so quick. Exactly exactly so there's that and then there's some comedians if i'm listening to comedian lots of them are just really funny but then like in the middle of their set there's a dirty bit I'm <laughs> right like, oh right. Yeah. i didn't see that coming yeah. so when i've done this inventory in my life those are the two things that currently that i've recognized where sexual where, where hints of sexual immorality will come into my life but then you can deal with it mm-hmm. but proactively i'm not allowing something into my life great point. now i'm allowing yeah. it into my life if when that comes up i linger then i'm allowing it but if I just don't linger and just move on, then I'm not allowing it because yeah. it's improper for me. So so when you're talking about running for the hills, yeah, we don't want to run for the hills, but we also, it's scripture. It's not improper for us mm-hmm. to let this stuff into our lives. And so we can't justify it or compromise yeah. our freedom for the sake of sharing the gospel when maybe it's someone
1: else's call to share the gospel in this area and yours is somewhere it's safer for you. If yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I love what you said. Like, it's, what are you allowing in your life? What What are you making space for in your life that um there's a there's a choice that you're aware of and you're, you're understanding it's there because some things we not may not be aware of yet right yet because God's working in us. But I think that's there. There is a choice in our part, an active component of it. I mean, uh, when the when the um Israelites were were coming into the Promised Land, um, God gave very specific directions about what to get rid of. Um, very specific directions and they were aware of it. They knew what were the things they had to get rid of. That would be a snare or a barb in their side if they mm-hmm. did it. And I think that's what God does. He He gives us a clear direction um, about what some of these things are. So what are we allowing into our life? What are we compromised on? Like we've made a compromise. No, I I won't do this, but I'll allow this, right? And and these are harmful. They are snares and um, they like it, it will lead to worse things. Like if we're looking at James, you know, sin, Sin, it's one of those things where um, once it's full grown in our life, it leads to really bad stuff, really destructive stuff. And they even use the the really strong language of death. And Mm -hmm. we're talking on a spiritual sense. I mean, sometimes it can be physical if you get into really, really bad stuff. But um, so there's a death there and it leads to worse things. It doesn't lead to better things. Um, you know, so when we're compromising, it will never all lead to a better thing. It leads to worse things. So if we have that understanding, um, what are those things in our life and, and to have that real conversation about it. And I know it's tough sometimes because maybe you've, you know, built up a collection of um, amazing movies and, and it's going to be hard to, uh, delete some of them or throw them out. Um, but you know, you know, they're not good for you, right. Um, but you just have to count the cost. Because the cost of getting rid of them is much less than the actual cost that you're going to pay if you keep them in your life. And sometimes we miss that. Um, they, they will lead you to worse things. And uh, in the end, it actually harms you far more than getting rid of it by far.
0: Absolutely. So if you're listening, we would love for you to take an inventory of your life right now. Where are you letting in hints of sexual immorality or moral filth? That is that is keeping you from the word being planted in you, like it says in James one that Braden read. Um, and so here's here's some things where sexual immorality can come in, and it's not even just that you're letting the thing in. It's what's it doing in your mind. And mm-hmm. uh, so one is movies, right, or shows. I used to think, no, I'm want I'm not watching porn, so I could watch this movie with sexual contents, fine, I can handle it. Mm-hmm. All pride, yep. all thinking I'm good enough, right? And actually, then I started thinking, wait a second. I start thinking about these sex scenes after the movie is done. The next day, I'm still thinking about it. I don't want that. I started valuing myself enough to go, I don't want that in my life. So um, it's not just about getting rid of the thing. It's like clearing your mind. You're not compromising your freedom anymore by engaging in this stuff. So there's movies. Doing an inventory of your life. What are you allowing in? What do you need to get out? There's movies. There's TV shows um there's songs that you listen to music whether it's the music video that you watch there's a a logo maybe maybe the picture uh for the song or an album is sexual maybe the lyrics are sexual there's um yeah pictures that you have maybe in your bedroom maybe in your room maybe it's uh like a like as an example like a magazine that you have just lying around your house and there's there's or newspapers where there's um sunshine girls or whatever that that come in and you're looking at these pictures there's social media pages your friends list the pages you follow Mm -hmm. um do you need to unfollow some pages to help you out do you need to just delete some apps yeah if you can't if unfollowing pages isn't enough do you need to delete the app remember it's improper for you to have this stuff In, in the sexual immorality doesn't help you run well no it's putting diesel in a gas car. Like it doesn't help you run well. We want to help you operate well in your life and function well so that you can feel good about yourself, mm-hmm. make a difference in, in God's kingdom. So, um, some other things is, is crude jokes, dirty jokes. Like I was talking about, mm-hmm. do you engage in them? Do you listen to them? Are you, are you casual with having them in your life? Cause you think that they're funny? Um, It's interesting in scripture, the opposite of engaging in vulgar jokes or crude jokes, it says, but rather give thanks. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How is that the opposite? Mm -hmm. I think that when we engage in crude jokes, uh, in dirty humor, I think it's so funny. I think it it makes other people laugh. If we're telling the joke, we feel good. Can you just be thankful instead Mm -hmm. for what you do have in your life? Thankful that you don't need to make people laugh in order to be validated because you're already validated Mm -hmm. by God or by people in your life. And so, can you instead of engaging in stuff, can you just give thanks and be thankful in your life? Because Scripture says that's when you're rooted and established in the Lord is when you're when you're giving thanks. And it just feels good to give thanks. You don't need to engage in this stuff. So, are there people in your life that you know to whether or not say say you got a buddy, say you got a friend who invites you to the strippers? Well, if if you go, that's one thing. If you don't go, but they're still bringing that up. Mm-hmm. It's still doing something. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't need to totally cut them out maybe or but maybe you do. Yeah. But maybe if it's maybe you just got to steer clear of those conversations. Maybe you got to tell them I don't want to ever have that brought up. I'm never going to do it. I don't want yeah. you to think set some i Some yeah. yeah, Set boundaries yeah. <clears throat> with that stuff. Have those conversations, some sub- subscriptions to things yeah. um could have sexual content. There's ads that come up Um, On social media, if you're clicking on things all the time where there's attractive people or you're following fitness pages and you're Mm -hmm. clicking on things where, on pictures where girls or guys are wearing not many clothes, um, that's going to set the algorithm in motion to bring you down the wrong path. Keep feeding you the same stuff. Exactly. So be proactive and intentional in finding, like, motivational stuff, Christian stuff, good, healthy pages. And in your search page, click on those intentionally like go through and click rant 20 different healthy pictures because that'll set the algorithm up to for your benefit and clear Mm -hmm. out the dirty stuff so um and then there's video games are video games drawing you down into into like our like just think about this is any video game that you play planting a seed in your mind where you start thinking of something sexual sure and that leads you to masturbate or to fantasize or to watch porn and then written material too there's Mm -hmm books or blogs or whatever that can be read where people get off to that stuff. So do an inventory of that list and, um, just go, where am I allowing sexual immorality
1: into my life? Uh, let's see if I can cut that out. Yeah. And you know, the really cool thing, um, as you're doing this is, uh, it's not so much even just the removing of things, uh, alone. Um, the thing that God calls us to, uh, through this is, um, we remove, but then there's a filling. Um, we fill our life with, with more of Jesus. And we allow him to do that. So there's different things that we can, um, like it's not just an absence of something in our life um, because, you know, we've talked a lot about with different addictive cycles, like uh, just removing something isn't enough. We need to fill our life as well. And so th- that's the inverse of some of these things, right? Like Matt's talking about, like you you follow things that are uplifting and um, it doesn't mean that you can't follow things, but you follow things that are uplifting and that add to your life, add some value to you. Um, and you're learning and growing because um, often the other, uh, the, the other aspect where this causing you harm, the bad things, um, it's causing discontentedness in you. It's causing um, longing for, for a need to be met in a healthy way. So you go to those unhealthy things and it just draws you further and further in, you know, it becomes a stronghold in your life, so to speak, and becomes a go-to. And that's where it leads you to further depths of, of bad stuff, like look, going to porn, like you might be following Instagram uh, models or uh, fitness pages, and you might rationalize it saying, I'm just learning about fitness. Um, but eventually you're seeing the girls in the tight clothes and whatever else, and, and then you need more. Um, you might look at that for a while, but then you need more. You need to go to something that will give you further dopamine hits, so then that leads you to porn. So it will pull you deeper and deeper. And that's why when we remove, we can fail, though, with some good. Um, and uh, that's that's really the key uh, in understanding some of these things. Because when I did a full inventory of my life and got rid of stuff, I was incredibly amazed by how full my life felt. I wasn't losing something. I was actually mm. gaining something. Uh. And I think that we miss that, you know, you're gaining something, you know, the things that are harming us in our life, they're not good for us. And we don't recognize that, but when you don't have them anymore, you realize how all the things that you've been missing out on, like, I'll give you an example, even like I've been trying to avoid sugar. I was telling Matt, uh, and, um, and there's different various reasons why I've been doing that. Um, but, uh, I've noticed more and more, I feel so much better like I feel better. Like I, I am missing, you know, some some treats and whatever else and but uh when I don't have the sugar, uh I just feel more clear in my mind. Uh my my joints don't hurt. <laughs> Man, I'm really sounding old right now, but <laughs> uh, I just feel better physically. I'm doing better. And uh I think it's the same thing. So when you remove these things from your life, maybe at first there's a little bit of withdrawal. You have a little bit of craving. You you're wanting some of these things again, but uh, over time, as you're filling your life with the good, you notice that you're feeling better. You're feeling and doing better. And uh, that's really key because uh, often an addiction is surrounded by a lot of these tertiary things, these surrounding things that, that just draw, drag us further into the the lifestyle of addiction. So that's why an inventory is really important to do.
0: It's really, really important. And so if this is an an initial thing, or maybe if you've been in the battle for a while or the journey, then... It's not initial, but it's something practical to do, and and I like to lead people to do it early in their, in their journey towards getting free. And so once you're once you've done this, you're giving yourself a fighting chance. And um, and I like Brad and you're talking about when you do this, it gives you that freedom. But when you don't do it, and then say you let something in that triggers you, then you go watch porn, then that makes you feel not confident and defeated, and then you think, oh man, am I ever going to get free? Think about what that does to your confidence. And it could be because you're not doing an inventory in your life. You're letting little things in, watching little YouTube videos that are sexual in content, even though everyone's clothed and you justify it. Mm-hmm. And so um, it'll do yourself or you'll do yourself a big favor um, by doing this. And so once once you've done this though, then it's time to get deep into your heart health and your mind health and renewing that mind. And, uh, and so if you... Um, want further support in that i just encourage you to check out pure freedom journey to uh, inquire about coaching group coaching or one-on-one coaching or just even go through a video course where there's some zoom, some zoom support with that but we would love to um to support you with that and so if you if you're interested you go to restoredministries.ca and uh and you can just book a call on the website too and i'd love to chat with you so um this is something practical you can do and uh, we're excited for you to Stop compromising freedom if you've been doing that. And like Braden's saying, experience so much more freedom that you could experience. So hope this is helpful. And uh, now it's time to take action. So shut this thing off. Instead of going to the next episode, just think right now and pray right now. What do I need to deal with in my life? And then
1: go to the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, jokes aside, yes, absolutely. Stop, pray, and take inventory. and Bless you. Thanks, everybody, for listening again. And um, I'll see you next time.